Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Maddie. And this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. Today, we have Haley from Teachable joining us on the podcast. Haley is a senior social media strategist at Teachable, and we're so excited to learn more about what she does and her tips on preventing burnout on social media. But before we get started, let's do our question of the day. And the question of the day is, what was the last social media platform you were on? Haley, do you want to share with us the last social media platform you were on? Yes. And that was TikTok, of course, um, which was this morning when I shame, shamefully maybe did a little like 20 minute scroll before I got out of bed, uh, trying to not do that as often. But yes, that's that's the last one I was on personally. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do the same thing though. I will say it wakes you up in the mornings. You get like the, cause the light like triggers your brain to wake up. Just like yep. you're not supposed to be on your phone in bed at night. Arguably, if you start yes. your morning with it, it'll wake you up. Exactly. Totally fine. Yeah. Maybe there. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We can twist it like that. Maybe it's not the right light, but I'm just going to say it's, it's fine. <laughs> that's how I twist it. Cause I do the exact same thing. And I'm like, that's honestly the only thing that gets me up sometimes and prevents me from going back to sleep. Unless yep. I have a meeting that I'm like, no, we really need to wake up for this. We got to get up. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I prefer to wake up earlier so that I can like do like my prep, slowly get into the day, make my coffee. So that makes total sense. I actually think, I think mine was TikTok for the same reason. I think, I think it was go. from morning scrolling. So I think my answer is the same as yours. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then for me, I was on Instagram. Um, I just checked it before we hopped on here. I'm starting to just like save places again, like in Seattle and Bellevue, um, just as I'm like planning out kind of some summer and spring content. And so um, Instagram, I'm on not just to like engage and post content, but also to like research locations. So that was the last social media platform um, I was on. But okay, so... We're just going to go ahead and jump into today's conversation about preventing burnout on social media. And we are so excited to have Haley because I think with the podcast, we've talked so much about, you know, preventing burnout and like learning how to like balance content creation with real life. And we've really spoken about it from the perspective of being um, content creators and influencers. And so Haley is a full-time social media strategist. And so we're so excited to get her perspective today. Um, but before we jump in, can you, you know, we want to learn a little bit more about you. Um, can you just like give a brief description about who you are and where you're located? Yes. Yeah. So my name is Haley. Um, I'm 30 years old and I live currently in Brooklyn, New York. How did you find yourself working in social media? Cause I feel like that's always such a fun career path. And I feel like since it's so new, people are like, wait, how do I, how do I do this? Like <laughs> what, what, how do you do it? How did you get into it? So how did you find yourself working in social media? Yeah, I think like I kind of got my first foot in the door with my first job directly out of college. Um, I went to Florida state university, graduated in 2015. And then a couple months after graduation, I was a communication specialist at a local community college. Um, and I knew, you know, a few months in that that wasn't the best fit for what I was really looking for. And I knew that I eventually wanted to get into social media at some point. Um, but I stuck around, you know, to get that experience. And then I ended up finding a 
an ad agency in Tallahassee where I was, where I went to college. Um, and I was there for a couple of years. And then at that ad agency is really where I've got my full, like total immersive experience into social media, um, working with different brands and clients, um, and creating content for them and all of that kind of stuff. And then after that, um, I freelanced for a bit because I had um, some time before I moved to New York City and then eventually moved to New York City in August 2019. And then I am now a teachable and I've uh, been here since then. That's amazing. Um, Can you just share with our audience, like what is teachable and who is teachable for? Of course. Yes. So teachable, our mission is something that's super important to me. And it was really like one of the biggest factors into why I was so intrigued by working here in the first place. So we really help creators turn their knowledge into income. So we enable them to build, grow and manage their online course or coaching business. And we have like the best in class features. So that's really what we, what we pride ourselves on. Yeah, I actually was introduced to Teachable back in 2020 by um, our friend Terry at her first 100K. That was like yes, my yes. first first introduction to Teachable. And she was the one who encouraged me to launch my f- first course and explore Teachable as a platform. And so, um, yeah, it's for any creators out there who are interested in creating their own courses or, again, coaching program definitely check them out. But to kind of bring it back, what what is your role or your description um, for being a social media, a senior social media strategist, as well as the Teachable podcast host? Um, We'd love to learn just like more about like what that statement of work looks like, um, what your responsibilities look like. Yes. Yeah. So I will definitely go into like kind of what my days look like a little bit later. But when I saw this question, I was like, okay, I I think it would probably be best for me to just like list out my responsibilities, like you said. So it is like many roles in social media, kind of a jack of all trades role. So there's everything from, you know, staying up to date on trends, obviously. And one of the best resources that I personally love is Later's blog. Um, They're on point. They have the best stuff. Um, so really staying up to date with them and different newsletters, um, developing the strategy and tactics for content, then planning and creating that content, writing the copy for posts, scheduling everything in our tool Sprout Social, tracking and med- measuring analytics in line with like the marketing goals and then the brand and content team's goals, um, editing videos, connecting with creators on the platform for interviews, forming close partnerships with other departments and employee resource groups at the company, community management, and then most recently developing like strategy and starting to do some outreach there for um, like influencer partnerships, which is a brand new thing that we've been uh, focusing on at Teachable. So that's definitely like a lot of different responsibilities. (laughs) Yeah. Lots of different Um, hats. I feel like that's, that tends to be the way when it comes to social media jobs. (laughs) Always, always. Yeah. And then, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I I was just going to ask, do you have like a team or do you have someone with you who is helping like produce that content edit? Or is that Oh, I actually have no idea. So I'm actually yeah, no. interested to learn this. <laughs> no, that's a great question. So within the larger marketing team is the brand and content team, which is where I am. Um, and I have like all of my responsibilities is all focused on 
organic social media. Um, so up until a few months ago, before I hired my amazing intern, I was like a one woman team in that sense, but I do tons of collaboration with other, the other people on my team. And I also work very closely with like our creative team, obviously to get briefs in, and then they will like produce some like assets for bigger campaigns. But a lot of it too, is I'm also like getting in there and, you know, putting some posts together and creating content. So how do you prioritize work and the social media platforms as a social media strategist, especially since you're working with different functional teams within Teachable? You know, you mentioned that you were working with the creative team and the brand team, but I'm sure there's also other business and marketing objectives that you have to create content for. And so how does that prioritization work? Is there someone who just tells you, hey, this is like what you need to be focused on, or are you the one like deciding what goes first. Yeah. So like you said, there's different, you know, a lot of deeper collaboration happening with different teams, especially within the marketing team, obviously. Um, And yeah, I mean, there, we always have something pretty big going on, whether that's like larger, like marketing campaigns, like, you know, previously we've done something called the launch accelerator challenge, um, which helps, people get their course launched off the ground and we give them all a bunch of resources to make that happen. Um, so things like that, there's also things like summit where we our virtual annual big event where we have tons of speakers that where you spoke at Emma. Um, and so getting that, getting those promotions set up, there's also times where we have product updates, bigger launches. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure I can say this now. Yeah. We like re for example, we recently launched our public API, which is a big deal for our product. So we're also developing like messaging and developing assets for that to announce to our audience. So with all of that, I still also have to be responsible for like the evergreen ongoing social media content that's getting released into the world. So it our our team and our the people on the lifecycle marketing team are just so organized and so helpful. So they're always really helping us set up deadlines and we use Asana for that. So there's a lot of communication going back and forth between everyone of like, okay, we all have these deadlines of when we need to, you know, have certain things done, whether, whether that that's, we need to have copy written, whether we have to have emails designed, all of that kind of stuff. So in that sense, like prioritization feels super manageable because I always know when something's due But like, of course, like when we have a lot going on outside of just like my normal day-to-day stuff, it can be a lot. So I use, um, I use notion a lot for like my own personal use. I'm literally obsessed with it. I have like a whole board of like my to-do list where I have boxes that I actually tick off because it helps me like visualize it more. I have ADHD and which I'm happy to talk about too. So that really helps me, but I have like different columns where I'm like, I have to do's currently working on done and then things that are on pause. So like that's totally separate from my team's Asana, just obviously. So everyone can see like very for, for visibility purposes, but on my end, I have this because it really helps me 
keep up, stay up to date with everything that's like circulating and, and all of that. <laughs> so hopefully I that was a good overview. Notion. Yes. Ob- that was obsessed. perfect. I'm like smiling over here. Cause I just, yeah. I just got into it and a member of my team at my nine to five, like referred it like to me and it game changer. I love it. Huge game changer. I love that. You can like add emojis and add covers and like customize the colors of everything. Like I need it to also be aesthetically pleasing for me to want to use it. So it's, it's big for me. <laughs> Oh, for sure. It's got to be aesthetically pleasing. Otherwise it's not, it, yeah, if it's then, not fun to look at, you're not going to look at then it. Then I'm not going to look at it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then in addition to that, what is a day in the life or a week in the life of your job look like? Cause there is a lot going on. So I'm interested to hear you can pick day or week, whatever flows best. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I think like, a, like talking about like a day because both on both ends, like no day, no week is ever the same, honestly. Um, but like, let's say like a specific day, you know, like today I decided to come into the office, um, in New York. Um, so before non-work related, I always have to make sure that my day starts with like some kind of activity, preferably outside. And it's been like beautiful outside. So just making sure I'm getting like sunlight into my life before I start my day is super important to me. And then when I eventually like settle into work, I'm like catching up on slacks that I haven't seen already, um, doing a big sweep of all of the different platforms to see if there are any comments, DMs, um, any potential complaints that I may have to field to our customer care team. Um, maybe it should, maybe it would be good to talk about weeks because every day I'm also, I'm doing like, I'm trying to prioritize and map out my days by like, okay, kind of time blocking of like, Okay. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to use this, this, like the next hour to draft up the strategy for an upcoming campaign that we have. So then I can send it over to the life cycle marketing team. And they feel like that sounds good and aligned with the messaging for the larger campaign. Um, but then like throughout the month, there are different weeks where certain things are prioritized, like where, you know, two, one, one to two weeks out from the next month, sometimes way more in advance if there are bigger like holidays or other things that need to be like thought about more in advance. But that time is like my content planning time where I'm doing a lot of research on trends and like looking back at old posts to see what performed well, what didn't perform well. Um, That's usually aligned with like when we pull our monthly metrics as well. Um, And then kind of going into Sprout and Sprout is like my all-in-one content calendar that I use and I'm able to put like little notes. So I'll like map out on a high level basis of different ideas that I want to try and themes. And then when I'm done with the content planning for me in particular, and this works for me, content creation and planning is not a one size fits all kind of situation, but I typically then execute by creating the content on a week by week basis. Don't know if that's crazy, but it works for me because again, like my creative reservoir can run out pretty quickly. So I want to make sure that I'm a feeling good enough to come up and create fresh ideas and also giving myself the opportunity to like be nimble and flexible. If there is something that comes up, like maybe a pop culture trend that our audience could love, then I'm, then I want to make sure that I can easily hop on that without pushing some other content aside. So it's not stale. You know what I mean? So yeah. Um, 
days, weeks, all that. It's all different. It's every day is different truly. But I, I do have like a general like cadence of like when I'm prioritizing certain aspects, especially as it relates to, to content creation for sure. I love that you called out that it's not one size fits all too. Cause I think that's the case for all creators and every, cause especially when you're planning out your content in advance, like for me, I was just like, if I can plan it a month in advance, that's fantastic. But then when I do that, especially with like, we were talking about TikTok earlier, especially with the rise of TikTok, where like trends are so top of mind where like you have to get on it like that day, maybe the next day in order for it to take off. And if you do, it performs really well, but if you don't, then you kind of missed the boat. So it's yeah, also so yeah. dependent on platforms. It, it seriously is. And you, God, you never want to be in a position where you hop on a trend too late and then you look so lame, you know, yeah. like straight up, <laughs> you don't want to be like, you're missing the mark. You want to like, always make sure you're on top of it. And like an example kind of, of something that worked out this way is when Wordle was like at the height of its popularity there were a lot of brands creating like their own wordles with like a specific like word that related back to their brand. And I was like, that's funny. I'm going to try that. And it was, it was fun. It was great. People liked it. So just like certain things like that, when I, when I'm, you know, if you're just paying attention and you see something pop up, you should give yourself the freedom to be able to hop on a trend. If that's, if you feel like that's something that could be aligned with your audience. Yeah. Definitely. And I think it kind of shows too that like brands are paying attention. Brands are like on the lookout for like this kind of thing because it is like, it is so, because again, I mean, it's much easier to try and plan it out as far in advance as possible, but there are things that we need to pay attention to and stay on top of. And actually kind of in that same vein, we're kind of wondering what platforms are a priority for you right now. Cause we just talked about TikTok, and I I think, I don't know, Wordle, like (laughs) I actually have never played Wordle. (laughs) Fun fact. I know Emma has, Emma has. Yes. I was like, wait, really? I saw your tweet, your tweets about, uh, the, the, your Wordle score. I honestly am still very confused on what Wordle is (laughs) and how to play it, but I know, I know everyone's talking about Wordle. I don't think it would classify as a platform, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it can definitely be uh, very maddening to play that game sometimes. I haven't played it in a while, but <laughs> yeah, it's fun for like platforms that are our priority right now. I would say our top two are Instagram and TikTok. I feel like that's probably the norm for a lot of people. Instagram has always been like our bread and butter. It's usually our highest converting platform. It's where a lot of our like Overall, the, our followers, the vast majority of our followers are either current creators on our platform or they're kind of maybe like in that consideration phase where they've maybe come across our profile from our paid media efforts um, and then they follow us to if they feel like they like the content and they want to stick around to see what we're up to. You know what I mean? So Instagram is definitely a big one for us. And then TikTok is more new, a newer venture. Um, and that is something that I have given my intern total creative control over. She is a, she's 21. She's Gen Z. And I'm like, go for it. Have fun. <laughs> you, I, cause I know that Duolingo scrub daddy, all of them brands are getting a little silly online, especially on TikTok. So I'm like, you know what? Have fun with it. Like, as long as it's still valuable in some way, like I trust you to, make the choices that you think would be best for the channel. And she's been doing a really great job. So that is kind of like 
more like brand awareness at the moment. Like we're just trying to like get new followers and just kind of find like our footing there. But that's been really fun to just see that come to life a bit more. And I, I will say TikTok creation for me is not my strong suit. So I feel like it's really great to be able to, to pass that over to her, especially when she feels like really excited about it. So yeah, I would say like for teachable, um, those two platforms are definitely like what, where we're focusing the most attention. Um, yeah, I love that. Real yeah. quickly, before we kind of jump into the next section about preventing burnout on social media, I'm actually so glad you shared what the platform is and like the intention or like what you expect with that platform. So you mentioned Instagram, like converts the best. And so with that platform, it's like, you know, your audience is here because they're either using your program or they're in the consideration phase. And then TikTok is brand awareness, just getting, you know, on top of people or in front of people's news feeds, and maybe they discover Teachable for the first time. And so um, I know this is something we haven't talked about, especially on the podcast, but like as creators, whether you work as a social media strategist or you're an influencer creator, you can have different things for different platforms. And yeah. again, so I'm, I'm so glad you just touched on that just oh to say, God, Hey, like, course. yeah, like not every platform has to convert. And like, how could, how could you, if you're still focused on building an, an audience? Right. Oh my God. I, yes, I cannot, I could not agree more. Like you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to have the same goals for every single platform and organic social media is the opportunity for you to have more fun. Like, yes, especially as it relates to like brand awareness, because then at that point you're like, okay, so what can we do to get the most eyes on whatever's being published? You know what I mean? So it's really like the opportunity for you to explore your creativity and test things and experiment. And sometimes things don't work, but that's okay. That's just part of the job. So, but, and that's something that I really appreciate about being in a role like this is I am able to try new things, even though sometimes it's scary to like do a newer form, like content format. And there have absolutely been times where I'm like, oh, that did not perform well at all, but we just don't do it anymore. Or we like try to like reframe it into a different way next time and things like that. So yeah, like not every platform, not every channel has to produce the same results. You can do mm-hmm. different things. And yeah. So I, yeah, I am very passionate about that. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it's true. Each platform like can have different goals, like from all the things that you were talking about, like whether it be brand awareness or conversion rates and things like that. Like that's why we have so many different forms of social media. And we like spent like in the mornings when we're scrolling through TikTok, it's like, we yeah. just need some like mindless fun right now. Like that's what exactly. we need right now where like as other platforms might be more intentional and you know that your audience is like going there for something. So having those different understandings of like where you're coming from for those different platforms too are so important. For sure. Yeah. I truly can. I could not <laughs> agree more. Like it's so important to know that. 